Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves good wine first, and then when the people have drunk freely, an inferior one. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory, and his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. So when I was a kid, I grew up outside of Detroit in Michigan, and uh, I remember there was probably like three or four years, it was right around the time when the Detroit Pistons were good at basketball and the Detroit Lions were still bad at football. And, uh, but Detroit Edison was the electrical company, and they ran this sort of marketing campaign or this awareness campaign where Isaiah Thomas from the Pistons was on there and he would walk up to this group of kids and he'd go, look up, there might be electrical wires up there, right? And it was sort of this awareness, now we don't have electrical wires up there. But look up, like notice your surroundings, right? Notice your surroundings. And what struck me as I was praying through Today's gospel is how Mary notices her surroundings. It's very matter of fact the way that John writes this. He says, you know, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Like she just is there. And when the wine runs short, the mother of Jesus says to him, they have no wine, which means like Mary notices, she's noticing everyone there. 
I know when I'm at a wedding, oftentimes I'm noticing the people and kind of people watching, you know, they look like they're having a good time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm not really actually noticing. Oh wait, like the drinks are running short and they're not taken care of and this person's needs aren't being met. But Mary notices. Right? She notices. She notices that there's a need that needs to be met. It's not this sort of catastrophic kind of a need, but she notices in the normalness of everyday life. And I think it's important for all of us to reflect on that, that, that our relationship with the Blessed Mother is one in which she notices us. Right? She notices us. As if to say, like, you matter. Because sometimes we can forget that we matter. Or that we matter to our Lord. And we can feel like we're unnoticed. Which can be one of kind of the worst experiences that we have as a human being is to feel unnoticed or to feel invisible. There was a period of my life when I was in graduate school and and I had fallen into this pretty bad depression. and, uh, And I talk about this when I give talks. And I remember I hadn't left my room in a couple of days and thinking to myself, well, surely somebody's going to notice that they haven't seen me at a meal. You know, I live with a bunch of priests and we all really care about each other. Um, surely somebody's going to notice and they'll come knock on my door and find out what's going on. And that will pull me out of this kind of funk that I'm in. And then days went by and then weeks went by. I could probably safely say that months went by before anybody came by to knock on my door and just say, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And when we get into that kind of place in our life and we sort of, all that did was magnify the pain that I was in at the time. And I think a lot of us can experience a similar kind of pain that we can feel invisible, or we can feel like we're not noticed, or we can feel overlooked. But we're never overlooked by the Blessed Mother. She's the one that notices us. And then she brings that to our Lord. You know, she brings that need to our Lord and you know pretty consistently whenever I've heard this gospel reading Jesus's answer just seems really harsh you know I was praying through this with somebody and they said do you think Jesus was irritated because she goes to him and she says they have no wine I'm noticing that they have a need and he's like woman what concern is that of mine my hour has not yet come But there's another side to that, which is that, okay, so once his hour comes, then of course it's his concern. And in fact, his hour has come. 
Which means that every little thing in our life that is noticed by the Blessed Mother is noticed by our Lord. And that our Lord has concern. That his desire is to enter into our lives, to enter into our hearts, to heal whatever it is that needs healing there. To make us whole again. And that's the desire that's expressed in the first reading from the prophet Isaiah. And it's taken from the 62nd chapter of Isaiah. So the last part of Isaiah is really written for the people of Israel when they're exiled in Babylon and they've been away from their home and they're away from the temple and they're feeling forgotten by the Lord. In the history of Israel, this would be like their dark period. It would be like their version of being depressed and not noticed or feeling forgotten or feeling invisible in the face of the Lord. And so the Lord speaks through Isaiah and says, For Zion's sake I will not be silent, for Jerusalem's sake I will not be quiet, until her vindication shines forth like the dawn. That nations will behold your vindication, that I'm going to save you. No more shall you be called forsaken, but you shall be called my delight. Your land will not be called desolate, your land will be called my espoused. And that promise that's spoken through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah is the same promise that our Lord speaks to us over and over and over and over, especially in those times in which we find ourselves feeling forgotten or feeling like the Lord's not answering my prayers or feeling like I just can't connect with our Lord anymore. And then when we find ourselves in that place to go back to these words of the prophet Isaiah, and we should go back to these words of the prophet Isaiah over and over and over again, as our Lord says to us, no longer will you be called forsaken, but you are my delight. Trusting that the Lord will deliver us also. And then sometimes when we're in that sort of place where we're not sure that he's there for us or we're not sure that he notices us. Those are times in our life when he's preparing our hearts for something. You know, in my own experience, when I was in that kind of dark place, I remember just having the distinct sense that I don't know what our Lord's doing, but he's getting me ready for something. And he really doesn't seem like he's here, but I have to trust that he's here because that's what we believe, right? That's our faith.
And it was a period of months up to a year later that our Lord started to break through. And I had this experience of realizing that I was noticed by him. And he continues to do that over and over and over again. And sometimes he does it in unexpected ways. Sometimes he does it through a friend who just comes up and says, how are you today? Or how are you doing? Or an unexpected phone call. Sometimes he does it in encounters that we have with random people in our lives. And so for our part, the place that we have to focus is to notice when we're being noticed, right? to recognize that we're being noticed. You know, and it's there that in our modern world that advice from the Detroit Edison commercial look up is so important. Because sometimes we find ourselves just really self-absorbed or looking at our own lives or even just looking down at our electronic devices and we don't notice that we're noticed. We don't spend enough time in recollection just to sit and realize that on that day that Jesus gave the Blessed Mother to his disciple, St. John, that he gave her to all of us. And that she looks at us with maternal love and care. That we matter to her. To spend some time in Eucharistic adoration where we can Spend time reflecting on the fact that our Lord has made himself available to us, that he wishes to gaze upon us. St. John Vianney used to say about Eucharistic adoration, I look at him and he looks at me. Another way of saying that is, I notice that he notices me. Like, I... I realize that he sees me, that he hears me, that he's here for me, that his desire is to enter into my heart and transform it into something new. And when we come to know our Lord in this way, it's then that we start to imitate him and we become the one who's reaching out to others that's making random phone calls just to say hi. That moves over to the person who just looks alone or isolated in order to bring Christ to them. And so today, let us pray that our own hearts be open, that we come to realize in a new and profound way our Lord's great love for us his great care for us. That we realize that we matter to him. And that our hearts are open to whatever healing, whatever grace, whatever mercy he wishes to bestow upon us for the sake of our own transformation.
And we ask our Lord that we may work with him to transform our families, our parish, the world in which we live, the normal, everyday events of our lives.